the Green Bay Packers haven't met with any of the top prospects in this draft. Not any of them, at least for top 30 visits. Is it weird? And if Trey Lance is available, as has been reported, or at least that teams are making calls on Trey Lance, does that change the way that the Packers view their quarterback situation, their Aaron Rodgers trade situation? We talk about all of that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash NFL60 and use code NFL60 for 60% off plus free shipping. So I've been on this from the jump about... The Packers' visits telling us something about where they want to go in the upcoming draft. And they haven't hid their intentions. We've gone over this ad nauseum, it seems like. But I was I was reading a, a piece over at Acme Packing Company, our old pals, my old stomping grounds, me and America's guest, Jason Hershorn, and of course, friends of the show, Justice Mosqueda and others. Um... And they had all the reported visits in order, their consensus board rankings. And something stood out to me. There is no one on this list ranked above 24. Not one player. Not, oh, we'll just check in. Let's, well, what if Jalen Carter falls? We should at least do some homework on him. Oh, what if what if maybe we'll fall in love with Bijan Robinson? Probably not. Hopefully not. What if Tyree Wilson falls? He's not going to fall. What if Christian Gonzalez or Devon Witherspoon, some of the elite corner talents, what if they're available at 15? How about doing some due diligence there? And I'm not criticizing the process. What I'm saying is, what is this telling us? about the Packers' intentions? And the answer, of course, may well be nothing. But I hear people say, well, the Packers didn't have a lot of contact with Jair Alexander pre-draft. That's true. But they did have first-round projected corners in for top 30 visits. They didn't have a lot of contact with Darnell Savage and Rashawn Gary before the 2019 draft. That is true. But they did have multiple first-round pass rushers in four visits. They had Jordan Love on a top 30. They had Devontae Wyatt, Christian Watson. These guys in four visits. And while they did not have Eric Stokes in for a visit, they had multiple other 
first round corners in four visits. With the idea being, we love Eric Stokes, and Brian Gudikins told us they loved Eric Stokes, but you have Greg Newsome, you have Asante Samuel Jr., these other guys who were considered first or borderline first or whatever it was, they were in that same sort of stratosphere. And the Packers looked at a group of them. And so when I tell you the Packers are looking at edge rushers, end of the first, early second, Will McDonald, Felix Anadike Uzama, Tommy Adebare, Keon White, those guys, okay, they want a pass rusher. You could say, well, maybe they're higher on some of these guys than the consensus. And maybe that is true. I am higher on someone like Anadike Uzoma. Like at 15, if they wanted to get crazy and take him at 15, I'd be like, cool, fine. Fine. They want to take Miles Murphy at 15, fine. But they didn't have Miles Murphy in on a top 30. They didn't have Lucas Van Ness in on a top 30. They didn't have Nolan Smith in on a top 30. These guys who are projected as bonafide first round picks at the same position. So why? And I'm I'm a little doing the 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 windhorse fingers about this. Like why why would that be? And I you know, I I understand the impulse to say well, it's because they're hiding their intentions. And I think that's fine. I get it. Like if they like I think there is definitely a scenario where a player like Jackson Smith the Jigba is there at 15 and they're just like we don't need to talk to him. We've seen the tape. We we talked about the combine. That's enough. We're good. We're taking him. Or Paris Johnson Jr. Or Broderick Jones, the offensive tackles at Ohio State and Georgia. If they're there, you just take them and you're like, we're good. We don't have any questions about these players. Like if you're reading the Bob McGinn draft stories over at Go Long um, Tie Duns site where Bob writes now, there are troubling things about Darnell Wright being said by scouts. You look at someone like Rishi Rice from SMU, there are troubling things that those scouts were saying about him. And so some of it is you want to have those players in to say, okay, there are questions about you. Remember, scouts said some damning things about Devontae Wyatt too. I mean, one of the scouts said to Bob McGinn, they called Devontae Wyatt a turd. <laughs> like that, I don't, know, I don't know how you could be much more damning. And so you want to have those guys in. So maybe it's as simple as at the top of the draft, when you have players that you like, you don't worry about it. But the Packers have been in positions like this before, like they were in 2019. And they brought in other premium pass rushers to see just, you know, maybe as just a, a counterbalance. Like, hey, we love Rashawn Gary, but we think we want more pass rush. Let's at least talk to some of these other guys. They're not really doing that. Now, Darnell Wright, I think, is one of those, those cases where he's projected to go in the top 15 by a lot of people right now. The consensus boards have not quite caught up to that. And so if he's the pick or if there's another offensive tackle there, like if they really like Broderick Jones or Paris Johnson, they bring in Darnell Wright to say, okay, those are our big three I don't think Peter Skaronsky is in the mix for them. He's an outlier with the arm length thing. He has Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. I just, I don't think Green Bay at that point 
even with some of the athletic traits, is going to be like, yeah, that's our guy. I just don't see it. I don't think that makes sense. So I, I can I can see you saying, okay, well, but Darnell Wright is actually in a different category. What if the signal really is the Packers saying, we really want to take a tight end, and, and one of two things is true. They don't care about the consensus board, and probably, frankly, they don't care. But they are saying we and they're not saying this right but their preferences are being reflected in their actions this is how preferences and actions work in any walk of life any action you take is a reflection of your preference so maybe it is them it's, it's as simple as them saying if there's a guy at 15 one of these tight ends we love we'll just we're just going to take him don kincaid michael mayer don't care darnell washington even don't care what what the board say, what anyone else is saying, he's our guy. Bang. Or, or what they're saying is, we want to trade down. And I that is sort of been reinforced to me by some of the other players that they're looking at here. You know, if you if you look at it, and we did this yesterday, right? If you if you take each little set. It sort of fits perfectly with where these guys are projected to go. I don't want to rehash that. You know, you could tight end the first, you get your pass rusher, you get, um, there's actually a, a slew of people that they looked at in the 70s and 80s. And then you look, you go into the 140s. Okay, there's your fourth round pick. You go into the 180s. There's your fifth round pick. You go into the 200s, sixth and seventh round picks. Like, you can sort of sketch out where they're looking here. But they haven't. One position that they have not really looked that far into that I think they will is receiver, which I think opens up the door for someone like Jackson Smith the Jigba. Although one of the, the players on not on this list, but is a uh, was a virtual visit was Grant DeBose from Charlotte, who I think is going to be someone that on day three, the Packers definitely look at. What about a trade down though? And I did a little mock. We didn't do a mock draft Monday, but I did a trade down and I did 20 and 83 for for 15 for the Seahawks. Let's say they want to move up for Hendon Hooker or they want to move up for, I I have talked um, to some, some people who are plugged in there and they say, okay, they're, they're really big into a couple of these pass rushers in this draft. Okay, cool. Now you get, you move back to 20 and I took Dalton Kincaid at 42. I took my guy and Uzoma, one of absolutely my guys in this draft. I'd be, again, I'd be fine with him at 20, fine with him at 15. He is that good. He is an awesome, awesome football player. And then at, you know, you get 45, I got Cody Mock. I wanted to do something different. I think Cody Mock is an awesome player. I think he's a Packers type all day. I think he might he might be a center. He's a guard or a center. You give him the opportunity to to win that right guard spot from John Runyon with Elton Jenkins playing at left guard. And if he doesn't, great because you hope John Runyon is good. And I think he could be a long term center option with the with the situation with Josh Myers not settled. He's an awesome athlete. He fits the aesthetic. He's green and gold. And he's a really good football player. He's a top 50 kind of talent all day. You add 83. So at 78, you go get Rishi Rice. 
who's definitely a different kind of player than Dalton Kincaid. And you add Jordan Battle, the safety. There were some other safeties there. Um, Quan Martin, who is my safety one in this draft, went right before I was able to pick him. I think it, it was between Sidney Brown and Jordan Battle for me. And I felt like Jordan Battle fit a little better with Darnell Savage. I think Sidney Brown is a better player. I don't know if I love the fit in Green Bay, but I also don't know if Joe Barry is going to be the defensive coordinator for that much longer. So it's hard to say. But so a draft like this, where you get a pair of pass catchers, a pass rusher, an offensive lineman, and a safety because you traded down, it really does fit a lot of what these pre-draft visits are portending. And so I wonder if the Packers are doing some extra due diligence on these day two guys precisely because their intention is to add picks. And you always need to find a partner, right? There's always this it takes two to tango idea on a trade. We know that right now because of what's going on with the Jets and the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and trying to figure out why that isn't being done. And it's because you need two people, two sides to agree on these things. But if your plan is, look, we actually don't care which of Michael Mayer or Don Kincaid um, we get. That makes it easier to move down a couple spots. I mean, to 20, you feel like you're not going to get sniped. Um, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. You have to think there's not going to be two tight ends that go in that space. And if they are, if there are, maybe you trade down again. And you add more picks in on day two, where, again, the meat of this draft is. I think that makes a lot of sense for the Packers. And so there are there are two ways you can go. Up or down, obviously you can stay where you are, but in terms of movement, and the fact that they haven't even looked, haven't even kicked the tires, to me, says they are they are tight end or blue chip. Like if one of these blue chip guys that they just laid love, that's our guy, Jackson's been to Jigba, and I don't I don't know about any of these other guys. But let's just say I'm thinking Paris Johnson Jr. and Broderick Jones fall into that category, but we'll see. Like We don't need to do the due diligence on those guys. We're just ready to pick them. We think they're awesome, which I would understand. Then that makes sense. But if those guys aren't there, it's tight end time, whether it is at 15 or they trade down ad picks and do this song and dance five spots later in the draft. All right, we're going to get to some Trey Lance, Jordan Love stuff. But before we do, something exciting is coming to Built on April 22nd. I don't have to tell you the details yet. I don't have them all, but the excitement for me is real. It's something you are not going to want to miss. And if you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. They do these amazing flavor drops with ridiculous flavors in limited quantity. And sometimes, especially recently, when the demand has been so high, they have brought those flavors out and then they just become a flavor. They're like, okay, let's see how this goes. So mark your calendars and head to built.com on Saturday, April 22nd, so just a couple days from now, to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. You don't have to wait in line. This is not like going to get Jordans. You don't have to wait in line to sit on the cold if it's cold where you are. Just, just go to the website. It'll be there. I can't wait to see what the new flavor is. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. But I don't know. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get 15% off your order. And we did a really, really fun thing 
Um, we did a mock draft special. Lockdown's NFL mock draft special is here and it's bigger than ever. Follow along all 32 teams' first picks in a six episode. Ultimate mock draft experience. Only Locked On can deliver all episodes available now on Locked On NFL Draft on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's not just that all 32 teams got to make picks. Um, we did thir- the 31 picks in the first round. But then all the people on the network, we all got to react. So like there's analysis from me on some of these other picks. And we're going to talk about this on Monday because I want to give people time to listen. I did exactly what I'm describing here. I traded down, but I didn't just trade down. I traded down and got a player from the team, a really, really good player. If if this player is available, the Packers should be hunting. And I just I'm just saying you should go check it out. Our, our Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. So we got word from Ian Rappaport that Trey Lance is receiving interest from around the league. That teams are calling about him, that the 49ers are fielding those calls, but that they are not making those calls, which like, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, cool, 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 cool. But... I have heard and seen from Packer fans, from from media people, from from Twitter, such that Twitter is a thing anymore. Uh, no, it still is. But um, but just for the record, I had Twitter blue before Elon bought Twitter because I wanted to be able to edit tweets and have video longer than a minute and a half. So I don't I don't need to take your grief. OK, thank you. Bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I um I've been hearing from people, many people are saying that well, if the Jets are going to be jerks and Trey Lance is available, the Packers should get on that. And the reason I bring this up is because I was a huge Trey Lance fan coming out of the draft. I thought he was, you know, aside from Trevor Lawrence, a really, Trevor Lawrence is in a tier by himself as what I thought was truly a generational kind of prospect. Trey Lance was your normal year first number one overall prospect kind of player. If Trey Lance were in this draft, I think he'd be the number one prospect. But that was Trey Lance coming out of college. He's now played like five total snaps in the last four years, and that's not ideal. I'm exaggerating, of course, but... He hasn't played through two years in the NFL. He hasn't really played, played one game the year before that in college. And so you don't really know what he is. And so, you okay, um, multiple years left on that rookie contract and he's still young and all that stuff is absolutely true. But if you're the Packers, I would feel better about Jordan Love certainly this year than Trey Lance. And Part of the reason is we've been able to see the on-field growth of Jordan Love. I don't know that we've seen the on-field growth of Trey Lance. Now, I think Trey Lance, as a runner, he's bigger. Um, I don't know that he has a bigger arm, but he's certainly bigger and stronger and faster than Jordan Love. That doesn't necessarily translate to quarterback play, but those physical tools are important because... 
as we've seen in the, in the National Football League right now. Oh, my God. I just did an Adam Schefter um, in the National Football League. I, I never do that. Well, how did that happen? What did that, what did what is that about? Um, but in the way the way that football is played now, now I have to just do it the rest of the show, the National Football League, the way that the the, the game works. You have to be able to create off schedule. You have to be able to do more than just point and shoot in your offense. And we don't even know if Trey Lance can do that. It looks like Jordan Love can. And I have been putting out some of the clips. There is, there is clearly growth in terms of footwork, in terms of mechanics, in terms of understanding the offense. That is clear from the outside. And then the word on the inside is from the reporting and the things that I've been told is that Jordan Love has taken significant strides in the building as a leader in the offense, understanding concepts. And it is different when you're there. He's there in Green Bay with his guys. A.J. Dillon post video or post pictures yesterday of him and Christian Watson and Devondre Campbell, and they're working out, they're laughing, they're having a good time. I'm not saying you wouldn't have that with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is the guy who there's a famous photo from him from practice with him squeezing his nipples. Like, Rodgers like to have a good time. But I think it is an indication that the guys like Jordan Love. That's good. And I think that sets you up to have success moving forward. Now, that's not everything, of course. You have to do more than that. But this is important. There was a great line. Um, Jason Kelsey was on Ryan Rosillo's podcast. And he was talking about the Carson Wentz situation. And one thing he said was, you know, people liked Carson when things were good. But what didn't happen in that locker room was Carson didn't build the bridges in the fat times. When the team was winning, when things were going well, he was not out there trying to get to know guys, trying to trying to forge those bonds so that when things got hard, he was there. I think this is crucial in all walks of life. This is something, and I, I hate to reduce everything as a parent to you know something my toddler did, but this is true in parenting, especially with a toddler. You can't teach lessons to a kid while they're screaming and crying, while they're in crisis. You can't teach anyone anything in those moments. You have to have done the work ahead of time. You have to have given, in this case, your toddler, some coping skills. Or you have to at least have a way to make them feel a little bit better, and then you can talk through whatever the thing is. The same is true in every relationship you have, professionally, personally, whatever. You have to do the work when things are good so that when things are bad, you have those relationships. Jordan Love has done that work and he has clearly gotten better. We haven't seen the same sort of improvement from Trey Lance. And from the outside, if you're the Packers, you're going, I don't know what's going on in that locker room. That's a different kind of gamble. If Brock Purdy, who said recently in an interview, he doesn't know if he's going to be able to play quarterback in 2023. But if the reports are true, Kyle Shanahan already prefers Brock Purdy with a dead arm coming off what is luckily for Brock Purdy, not Tommy John, but a, a UCL baseball injury. And 
they prefer that guy to the guy that they traded three first round picks to go up and get who has not played for them really. If that's where you are, that's a pretty damning indictment of Trey Lance, right? Now, again, we don't know how how true that reporting is, but that is that is something. And here is the last point I want to make on this. Kyle Shanahan is famous or maybe infamous for his doghouse. You get in it and you might not get out. Dante Pettis got in it. It turns out Dante Pettis is not very good. But like Brandon Ayuk got in the doghouse, got back out of it, and turned out to be, you know, a terrific football player, a thousand yard receiver. If Kyle Shanahan wants to give up on Trey Lance, if he's willing to take calls on Trey Lance, do you really want Trey Lance? Like, I think that is a reasonable position to be in. Here's where I want to finish this, though. There have been some reports that the 49ers would be willing to move Brandon Ayuk. If what the deal was, was Brandon Ayuk for Aaron Rodgers. And Trey Lance and a future pick. That's a deal worth making. Because Brandon Ayuk is a no doubt I can help Jordan Love today kind of player. And then in a year, if Jordan Love is not the guy, yes, you have his fifth year option. You can let him and Trey Lance battle these things out. You've got two extra years on the Lance contract. And you go from there. You don't want him to be the main piece of that trade, but if you could get an Ayuk in that trade, I think you'd be willing to do it. Now, I did, I thought it was funny. I heard someone say something recently of like, what is the value of just being able to stick it to the Jets <laughs> and just holding Rodgers? Like if I'm the 49ers and all I can get for Trey Lance is like a third. I'm just keeping Trey Lance. And maybe Brock Purdy can't play and then Lance plays and maybe Lance is awesome and now I have my guy. And I can either trade Brock Purdy or I can trade Trey Lance, like depending on the situation. And maybe I don't have to trade Brandon Ayuk as a result. And if I'm the Packers, I don't really want to trade Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers. Now maybe they love Trey Lance. But that becomes a pretty big gamble. I would rather have Jordan Love. Because number one, I know what he is. I know what he is in the building. He's built these relationships now. He's made progress on the field and off of it. And I think as as a pocket passer, I feel much better about where he is. And if I'm Brian Udikins, I'm trying to keep my job. If I'm Matt LaFleur, I'm trying to keep my job. I'm trying to shepherd in this new era. I want to make sure I'm doing everything I can to win now. And I think Jordan Love unequivocally gives you a better chance to win now. And I think as a passer, he probably has a higher, a higher ceiling. Trey Lance brings the, the running element. I think the body frame would suggest durability, but if he's running a lot and we saw this last year, takes a hit, gets hurt. Anyone can get hurt, but you're running quarterbacks. Look, Kyler Murray can't stay healthy. Lamar Jackson can't stay healthy. 
Trey Lance already been banged up in the NFL. So these are things that you have to be thinking about. Thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers. Next week, we are going to have some interviews from our friends over at the Locked on NFL Draft show as we get ready for our NFL Draft coverage here. We're going to be live on Thursday, live on Friday. Um, and I'm going to put a clip from our Locked on NFL Draft show of the um, part of the, the, the draft where we took who we took. I'm not going to spoil it. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the thought process and what what took place and how it all worked out um, next week on the show. But go go listen to um, that that locked on ultimate NFL mock draft. It is really really a fun time. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow me on Spoutable and Mastodon at the same handles. Just it's nice to have some backup plans. Um, Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, you want to do some live stuff, um, like for a trade, but like on Thursday night, on Friday night after the draft, we will be live on our YouTube page. So go subscribe so you can stay Locked on Packers.